Welcome back, everyone, to Drunk Bible Study Bonus Edition, where we tell you all of the things that we didn't understand from the episode. I don't know. I mean, so that's basically what we're doing here. Just go back Most and listen to that episode. Not all of it. And just all that's what we didn't understand. Yeah, that's basically all of it. No, I I saw in the chat that people were calling Jeremiah the weeping prophet, and I understand why a little bit more now, but he's had a rough time and really kind of delving into that a bit more currently in the episodes that we are in and that we are going to be going into eventually. Like, you mean but like Jerem- the ones where we learn a little bit more about his life and stuff like that? Yeah, yeah, yeah all yeah. of that stuff. But I mean, even now, like he he be he's weeping. He's he's upset. <laughs> he's not happy. He's not a happy boy. He did mention crying at one point. Yeah, I thought it was more of like a crying out, like a, ah, Yahweh. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, maybe we wept a lot, but yeah, he it, maybe it's like a, a figurative wep, weep, wept, weeps. Weeps. Figurative <laughs> wap. Wave yes. Um So according to BibleDiscoveryTV.com, Jeremiah prophesied from 627 to 586, which is 41 years. Okay, it's a, it's a solid 41 career. 41 years. It's a very long time. It's a long time to prophesy. It's probably a long time to live back in this moment, but uh, he... That's true. Right. He went through a lot. He went through a lot in that time. So as we recall, he was a little baby in the womb when he was called upon oh, to so be this prophet. Are we starting right. the count of the 41 years from him being a baby and Yahweh being I like, actually, what's that? And he's like, it's a stick. And Yahweh's like, good job. You're a prophet. So, <laughs> no. I, what this says is that Jeremiah receives his call from God when he's very young, perhaps no more than 13 years of age. Okay. And I'm like, where are you pulling that number out from? I don't know. Hmm. Okay. The thing that I found most interesting about this is, about this BibleDiscoveryTV.com, is that he is the only prophet ever instructed by God not to pray for his own nation. Oh. That he's essentially like the midnight, the prophet of Judah's midnight hour. And he's proclaiming he's the, the destruction. Yeah. He is in the midnight hour. Yeah. And he's proclaiming the destruction and the end of that Jewish nation. Okay. So it's like not even having a sense of supplicating for your nation or hoping for the best. It's just straight up get, delivering the gloom and doom. Yeah. No, totally. Yeah, yeah. Like he is this weeping man about Judah and about, you know, I mean, Israel in general at that point, but it kind of yelling a lot. Yeah. He yells a lot too, but it's kind of juxtaposed with Samuel who does the exact opposite because he, Hmm. God called upon Samuel as a young boy to become a prophet who turned the lights, as this says, the lights on, on Israel. He anointed Israel's first king so, right. yeah, Samuel was kind of like the opposite of that. And now now Jeremiah is turning the lights off on this Jewish nation. Oh, so it sounds like Samuel kind of started the beginning of the end, you know? So Yahweh's like, you don't want kings. And they're like, yeah, we do. He's like, okay, and here we are. Okay, and good here luck. here we are. Yeah, yeah. This other thing, messenger42.org, says that for over 23 years, God sent Jeremiah to his people to warn them to repent and turn back. So maybe like for half of his career, he was yelling and saying, nah, you guys gotta gotta be better, but then they didn't. And essentially, yeah, I mean, he's a weeping prophet also because he did all of these things and said 
y'all need to be better. And they didn't believe him. And they kind of like threw him in shackles and were upset at him. And that that would suck. Like he, he had to do all these things and prophesy all these things, yet nobody believed him. Right. And they punished him for it. So that's a lot to weep about. It is. I feel like we do need to have a brief sidebar discussion distinguishing shackles from stocks from the gallows because I feel like Emily, you've used shackles? all of those interchangeably at this point. Okay, fine. Like, sha- <laughs> like, like he was in, as they say on the wire, the bracelets. <laughs> yes, okay. They put the bracelets on He wasn't on though. Him. He was put in the stocks, which is different. <laughs> well, was he not braceleted? We don't know. I he mean, may or may not have been we... braceletized. <laughs> Okay, maybe not. <laughs> the gallows is the hanging. Yes. The, the shackles yeah. is the bracelets. And yes. the, 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 what's the stonks. other one? Stonks. The stonks. The stonks. The stonks are for the Animal Crossing people. Got it. Is that an Animal Crossing thing? Oh, you, oh you're just talking crossing? about stonks? Oh, the stonks. no. The, the, not those kind of stonks. The turnip stonks? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> well, stonks... Just based on my very quick Google image search. I mean, when I think of stocks, I think of the typical like head and Yeah, thing that like wrists. goes over. It's like, yes. and then you're like in it. But it seems like there's a couple different versions. There's a version oh, really? of just the ankles where you're sitting and it's just your ankles. Oh. Oh. That okay. where, where you're stuck. Ankle yeah. bracelets. People, people have come up with all kinds of creative ways to torture other human beings <sighs> over the yeah. years. Yeah. 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 Mm. Yeah. So yeah, no Jeremiah Webb. So no, exactly. Jeremiah wept because, not because he was weak, but because the people were so wicked and hardened of heart. They would not listen to God's words and they would not listen to Jeremiah. And they accused him of not speaking the true words of God and they locked him up and he was forbidden to enter the temple and all this stuff. They mocked him and they threatened to kill him. So, poor boy. Yeah. So he's poor, a poor boy. boy. It seem like a Understandably so. And it, yeah. and it, and it does yeah. come across then in his, he's also like the angriest prophet, it seems like. I don't know. Yeah, yeah, it's interesting. I mean, but Isaiah, now, like, people love got, him. Isaiah got kind of intense, but I feel like Jeremiah has been more just consistently angry and uh, and just like, yeah, Yahweh, yeah. mess him up, do it, yeah, do it, yeah, Yahweh, yeah, yeah, sure. So there you go. He's weeping and he's upset and he's angry, and that's why. Yeah. Well, I want to talk to you about the Potter's house. Cool. Oh, yeah. Harry's house that we went down to. Now, I keep wanting to say that the Potter's oh, house Harry. is on Privet Drive, but that's the Dursley's house. So, no, nah, no. Nah, where was nah. the Potter's yeah, house? It was, the, only, it was uh, in, um, oh gosh, it was at the, uh, d- no, uh, oh, it was in book seven. They go there. <laughs> I've only read that book like two or three times. Jeez. Which, uh, okay. I've only okay. read it the one time. You so should I have no chance. No, though. I don't know if you were familiar with this, Jace, but you should know, Emily, that there's a billion kajillion churches in the world named Potter's House because really? of this verse. Yes. Because of this? Yeah, I remember there was one in my hometown, a church called Potter's House. Yeah, because of, really? because of the very, 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 very rich metaphor, right? About how we are clay <laughs> mm. in Yahweh's hand. Yes. And, and he hates us and wants to crush us <laughs> with yes. his And when we're marred, he's going to make some, something good, but we have to submit to his very, very powerful hands. Right, right. Yeah. So, so yeah, I even did a very quick Google image search. And even just here in Melbourne, like six different churches came really? up called the Potter's oh my House. Gosh. Yes. Wow. So worldwide, there's probably a billion. What if that's no shorter than a billion. the real reason why the Christians really banded together over banning the Harry Potter books was actually just because they were worried oh, that this Google SEO, the SEO yeah, would get messed up for their churches. 
That would make sense. Yeah. That's what it's Godric's been all along. Hollow. Godric's oh. Hollow. That's it. That's where yes. the house was. That's where yes. the Potter's house is. Oh, okay. gosh. Wow. Okay. <laughs> I feel like a dumb, dumb Well, dumb. so okay. I went down a big rabbit hole about pottery and the history of pottery. Oh, okay. And this is just, That's the classic, okay, gen- classic DD thing Genuinely to exciting to me. Yeah, this is the thing. If y'all haven't gathered this about me for now, there was a brief period of time in my life where I thought that I might become an archaeologist. Oh. And wanted to become an archaeologist. Cool. So this subject still, and you're like, like ancient waterways. I'm just like, oh, uh, yeah. Wow. That does wow. explain. There's a part of me that's very exciting. Why Dedeker is constantly saying, this belongs in a museum. <laughs> Every this single This belongs thing. in a museum. Jace is like, here's some, I made you some toast. This belongs in a museum. Because <laughs> it's like, so oh, stale and old. I didn't think it was that bad. Yikes. <laughs> Yikes. No, it's, I, I appreciate that through this podcast, I get to at least, you know, have that part of me come alive okay. again. Yeah. Going down these little, little rabbit holes because mm. pottery is amazing. Yeah. <laughs> Tell us about it. For a couple different reasons. First of all, to think about the fact that pottery for is basically all we have for history, for a lot of world history, right? You know, there's it's like all we have for like dating certain things in like certain regions. Like pottery is like huge, huge in the archaeology world, mm-hmm. right? Oh, yeah. No, like, they love those. Just poshards, yeah. you know? Also amazing personally, I think, I went in this whole rabbit hole about the history of pottery and just thinking about what it took for humans to figure out Pottery in general, I mean, it starts out pretty simple, right? As long as you have clay and you figure out, you know, you play with it like Play-Doh and then you figure out like, huh, if I leave it around, maybe it kind of dries out and I can use it for something. But you have to figure out stuff like how to fire it because actually firing pottery requires very, very, very hot temperatures. And Mm. so there's a long period of time in human history where we have clay. We figured out we can shape things in clay, but we don't have the ability to actually get temperatures hot enough or we've not developed a consistent way of right. getting temperatures that hot enough to be able to fire something and, um, and now long before we build kilns. That firing process, that's just, just what makes it like shiny and smooth and hard. Uh, oh, well, Jace, I, think, I don't know a lot about clay. You have to, <laughs> you have to have Jace, something So you want me to it? go? Yeah. So, I mean, there is, so first of all, there's, we got to talk about earthenware, stoneware, porcelain. It's oh, all dear. different. Oh, dear. All pottery, but all different. And then we get into glazing. Glazing came up a lot mm, right. later. Mm. So probably when you're thinking about that smoothness, I you're see. thinking more about doing the glazing. Yeah, that's what I'm thinking of. Yes. Yes. Um, so the important parts as far as our story is concerned is, so So to put this in perspective, the first time we have any evidence of a potter's wheel mm. is probably like the Middle Bronze Age. So that's 1900 BCE. So significantly before this. Yeah. So at this point, pottery wheel. No big deal. Been yeah. there, done that. Yeah. It's Everyone's no got big them. deal. Everyone's got or at one. The, at the dollar store <laughs> yeah. or at the shekel store. <laughs> oh my just... goodness. Yeah. At this point, so the initial potter wheels needed two people to operate. So it's like one person who's spinning the wheel. Yeah, and then another person working the clay. Um, I don't know at which point we get kind of different technologies and engineering to be able to, you know, almost like have like the push wheel sort of situation. Mm -hmm. Um, But of course, that that develops eventually. Now, what's unique about ancient Israel at this time, I found this really interesting article, is they talk about the fact that Basically, in a lot of, um, you know, archaeological sites and archaeological study of ancient Israel, there's basically no written documents to reference to suggest dates for objects or for buildings that people find. Hmm. None. You know, the reason for this is because of the fact that, like, 
In Egypt, they wrote on papyrus, and in Egypt, the climate is very dry, and so papyrus preserves very well, Mm. like mummies. But at this time in Israel, not very dry. And so while they probably did have written documents that they were writing on papyrus, it did not survive. Right, like it would disintegrate. Interesting. So what we have are pottery shards, essentially. And like we talked about that in the bonus episode last week about how pottery shards would be used essentially as like your scrap paper for some people. You know, that that's basically what we have as far as written documents are concerned. I found this really interesting article from Pennsylvania State where they were wondering this earthen bottle that Jeremiah smashes, what might it have looked like? Do we know? We don't know, Um, but they did say it could possibly look like this kind of decanter. I'll share my screen, and then I will also um, post a picture of this in the Drunk Bible Study Fans and Fellowship Facebook group. So they're like, it probably looks something like this, like this guy. And it is a picture of a vessel that has been smashed and put back together Probably by some well-meaning archaeologist. Oh, but they just, is this just Jeremiah's said, bottle? It just is said it in the Bible that you can't put it back together. And here they've done put it back together. Here they've done, they've done the ding-dang well thing. It's not well put back together, though. I don't think like it's <laughs> really fully put back together. Yeah. 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 But that, that yeah. pot cool. is like what comes to mind when I think of like pots in ancient Egypt. Like that's... That's yes. like the the image. It's like Very that sort classic. of rounded pot For with sure. the handles on the sides and the little spouty yeah. thing. And yeah. Classic. Yeah. And also, if your job was was as a potter, that's a pretty good career because everybody needs mm. pots. Oh, yeah. True. Yeah. Everybody I, I needs demand. them and they break all the time as well. So Because you need scrap paper. If links around. <laughs> <laughs> and that. <laughs> well, actually, I also read an interesting article that was talking about how pot shards themselves probably would have still been preserved. Like, you wouldn't just put it in the garbage. You would use it, for instance, to, like, transport mm. coals. Or mm. there's yeah. evidence in certain areas of people leaving pot shards around a well because that would be used to, like, scoop water or drink water, potentially. Oh, so you could take some little drinky Because drinks. you don't have, like, the little paper cup dispenser. <laughs> pot shards are the best thing you got. Yeah. <laughs> Now I'm just imagining them with a little paper cup dispenser, but with a bunch of pot shards in it. <laughs> That's scary. Right. It's basically that. It's basically that. I also went down a little bit of a rabbit hole about like literally the earliest pottery we know of are those um, like Venus figurines found in Eastern Europe from like literally 29,000 BC, Whoa. which Whoa. is just wild and amazing and gets me all excited. But that's probably for another time. Wow. How exciting. So, okay. Pots. And pots are important. Did I answer your question about pots? Do you have any other questions about pots? Uh, There's a lot. There's a lot because basically all archaeological study links things to pottery. I mean... No, I think that's pretty good. I I have a feeling this is going to keep coming up though. So you just keep that knowledge in your brain head. Okay. And then as it comes up, it will become relevant. Cool. So while the two of you were hard at work researching very intellectual (laughs) things and historical things... I started Googling and trying to find if there are any mashups of the Smashing Pumpkins and Jars of Clay. Tips. And search as I might, it does not exist. Okay. And then I was like, okay, what about just like mashups of Jars of Clay with literally anything? Also doesn't exist. <laughs> and so... Okay. Really? Are you sure? I could not find any. And I'm sure they're probably out there somewhere, but I was not able to find any during my time searching. So, logically, what would I do in that situation? Make your own. Exactly. So I would like to play for you my smashing jars of clay 
mashup that I made in like 15 minutes or however long we spent. <laughs> wow. On this. I'm excited. The world is a vampire. Sent to drain. They just said Jesus. And that's as far wow, as I okay. got. Pretty good. Pretty wow. good for only 15 minutes. A little bit chaotic, but pretty good <laughs> for 15 minutes. Yeah, not, not bad. Not bad at all. Wow. Yeah, and I, <laughs> I did like that there was the Jesus imagery there in the in the Billy Corgan yeah. lyrics that really matched up nicely with Jars of Clay. For sure. <laughs> yeah. I have to say, Billy Corgan is a very nice guy. I've served him many times at Sun Cafe. He's a big vegan. Has a very nice family. Uh-huh. So thanks, Billy. Well, you can thanks. you can hand him this recording. <laughs> Let him no, know. I'll be like, guess what we did? And he's like, ah. Uh. Uh. <laughs> uh. Uh. Yeah. And then he stops coming to the restaurant anymore. <laughs> exactly. Then that happens. Whoops. Sorry, everyone. Yikes. Uh. Wow. All right. Well, well that that's all beautiful. I got for you. It's just that mashup. That was all my effort went into that. Well done. Loves it. Well no, done. No, you did great. You did great. Wow. Alrighty. Well, next week we're taking off and we'll be back with you the week afterwards. And we're really looking forward to it um, because we're going to continue on with Jeremiah. We're going to continue on with some Psalms. I was going to ask, how many Psalms are there? How long are we Psalming? Forever. How long is David going to be Daviding? <laughs> how long is David going to be our boy? I mean, he's always going to be our boy, oh, but yeah, how long? Are, that's true. You know, uh, 73, 75. Okay. So what was this today? 40? Wait, 150? Wait, I'm confused. Oh, there's okay. 150 of them. There we go. Okay. Okay. So we're, we're like not even a third of the way through. Yeah. Got that's it. why we're starting now because okay. this is going to be an ongoing thing for a very, very, very long time. Yeah. That's fine. That's yeah. fine. That's good. I'm glad that I like have that trajectory in my mind of what this is going to look like. Nate. All righty. Well, we'll see you all next time in two weeks for a drunk Bible study. Can't wait. Bye. Bye.